Welcome to Hoodoo Lounge Radio. Let's get ready for tonight's episode. That's right, everyone. Welcome to Hoodoo Lounge Radio. We are streaming live. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. Visit our website, www.hoodoolounge.com. Dot net. That's right, everybody. Let's get ready. <clears throat> also, I'd like to give a special thanks to GoStop.com. That's right, GoStop.com. Go on our website and you could uh, log on on our sponsor uh, side of the website, Spiritual Family, and get amazing discount on the top of the line paranormal ghost hunting gear. That's GoStop.com. Go on to HoodooLounge.net. And y'all can go out there and get the top of the line paranormal gear, all the ghost equipment you need for your ghost paranormal investigations. That's right. This stuff is top of the line for an amazing price. But go on to hoodoolounge.net and you'll see sponsors. Click on there. You'll get special discount prices that you cannot get anywhere else on this gear. Let's get to tonight's show. <clears throat> so you guys know that I'm a paranormal investigator. I also deal with alternative spirituality, hoodoo, voodoo, santeria, uh, wicca, witchcraft, all of that. I have studied all of that. And I'm big on my Gullah Geechee uh, culture and heritage from out of the low countries of South Carolina and Georgia, places of Statesboro and Scriven County and Savannah. Uh, I'm sharing tonight a special tale with you guys, something that I grew up with. I grew up with as a kid that my father, the late great Truman Hilton, always told me about. And then as you know, I got older, I met other elders from the same environment that would share the same story. Tonight's episode is about the hag. That's right, the hag. <clears throat> Pardon me. And y'all probably wondering, like, when he's talking about the hag, for those that's new to who do a low country root work, the hag is a person that comes in the night and rides you. They crawl out their skin and they go creeping into the late night hours. And once they get on top of you, they pin you down where you can't scream, you can't move. Some people say, oh, it could be nighttime paralysis. No, it's the hag. And the only way you can get it off you is by cursing and doing some other things, which we're going to get into tonight. But the hag is a very unique paranormal creature and spirit, entity, so to speak. And tonight, I will share with you what the hag is in detail, how to protect yourself from the hag, and my experience with the hag and other people's experience with the hag. So you're in for a good treat tonight because the seasons are changing. There's a lot of energy going around, and you want to be careful because the hag is lurking. So as I was saying before, the hag is someone that crawls out their skin. 
some people, sometimes the, the whole point of hag is for them to control you. And the more they ride you and the more they disrupt your sleep, they make you weak to the point they take over your body completely. Now, sometimes they have you somebody that you might have crossed. That's right, crossed, someone that you might have done wrong, someone that you might have done dirt to. And it's their way of getting back at you that they become so angry that they don't know it, that they like transform into an entity that goes in the night and gets you. I'll tell you the first story of the night, my experience with the hag. I had many experiences with the hag before, but I'm going to tell you a particular story tonight. So I was in college, freshman year, no, sophomore year, I stand correct, sophomore year, Sullivan College, upstate New York. And I was the only person that really have a car on campus or in the dorm. And my car was pretty reliable. Other people had cars, they were always breaking down. So anyway, so late night it was raining and uh, I was going to the store, the convenience store. This is a rural area, upstate New York. And this beautiful Latina girl goes, hey, can you give me a ride to the store? Now, I'm a, I'm a gentleman, everyone, but at this moment, I'm being a dick. So every time she went to go reach for the door handle, I would drive off with the car. She reached for the door handle again, I'll punch the gas and speed off. She reached for it again, it's pouring down raining now. It's nighttime, it's upstate New York. For those of y'all don't know, it's freezing cold. This is the winter time. It is ice cold. And every time she reached for that door, I would punch it. So finally, she got pissed off and was like, screw you, I'm walking to the store. And I was like, all right, you know what? I play around enough to do. I see her getting drenched. Her hair is wet. You know, it's starting to become a wet t-shirt contest out here. I said, get in the car. The girl refused to get in the car. I followed her all the way up to the store. This is like on foot, probably like about a 10-minute walk on foot, maybe longer. I'll say 15-minute walk on foot. And I'm like, come on, get in the car, get in the car. She wouldn't get in the car. She went to the store, got her items. I rolled back. We're in a rural area, so there's no cars behind me. <clears throat> so... I rolled real slow and I said, come on, I'm sorry, get in the car. She, long story short, she refuses to get in the vehicle. We pull up in the complex, or I pull up, so to speak. She walks in the complex and she's trampling mud, everything. Oh, it's, it's a bad look. And I was wrong for it. And she goes, you're going to pay for that shit. You don't know what you're messing with or who you're messing with. Remember, she said, I don't know what or who I'm messing with. A few days go by. I'm laying in bed between the hours of maybe 12 and 2. I'm kind of asleep, but I'm not asleep. I'm kind of asleep, but I'm really not asleep. I'm like in that limbo state. I'm not in REM. And I'm laying on my back. Now, I know what I've been told before about the hag and sleeping on your back and what it could do to you. And, you know, I'm, I'm raised up in this culture, everyone. So my senses is always on point. I don't need for things to happen to me. And then I try to figure out what it is. I'm raised up in this culture. So I could feel wherever it was, I could feel it present coming through the woods towards, because my dorm room, I had a private dorm room with a bathroom and everything, my own room and a townhouse. My window, if I look out my window, there's woods, like open grass and woods. Have you ever seen one of them horror movies where you see something like coming after somebody, but you don't see what it is, but you see it like moving real fast, the camera moving real fast towards the person? It was like that while I was in my bed. I could feel the entity of spirit coming from outside and something said, turn over on your side, 
turn over on your side or your stomach. And just when my brain said that, bam, it was on top of me, like white on rice. I mean, it was on me. And I mean, it was tearing me up. It was shaking me. I never had this hag ride me so fast or so bad like it did at this moment. And I mean, it's it's tearing me up, spiritual family. It's it's so bad that it snatched my limbs off the bed. I was hanging off the bed. It was fighting as hard as to get on top of me. And I was fighting my hard not to let it get it because I felt like this time around, this hag was going to destroy me. I didn't know if I was going to wake up from it. And I start cursing this street, get off me, motherfucker. Get off me, I'm cursing him. Because remember, if you curse at it, that's one of the ways you can get rid of it. And it snatched, finally it got like a grip on my shoulder that was close to the wall and snatched me so hard, I completely flipped off the bed. I jump up, hit the floor, take up, take off running. I'm running towards my uh, sweet mate's bedroom, banging on their door. Yeah, because they Puerto Rican. Man, open the door, man, open the door. There's something in my room, man, something in my room. They open the door, what's going on? Everybody running, what's going on? Because we live in a townhouse. Like, man, there's something in my room. I mean, it was, it was trying to stay, shake me and stuff. And, you know, I had one of the black kids that was from the Caribbean there. He goes, oh, that sounded like the spirit that was on you. And I, my mind, I remember now, I'm raising the car. I'm like, oh, this is a hat. So long story short, right, I go up to my homegirl, Zena. I don't know who the hag is right now, so to speak. And I tell her, Zena's from Africa. And I tell her, I say, look, Tell her the situation, what happened. She gets this other girl named Paulina, which is Dominican, and she goes, something was on you, and we're going to find out who or what did it. Just leave it up to us. And I won't ever forget this. I said, okay. They said, we'll take care of it. Now, this is the 90s, so no one's not charging for this type of work. So it's Friday night again. I go down to Zena's house, knock on her townhouse door, no one answered. Open the door. They're holding hands. They got some candles burning in the middle of the table. They're chanting stuff. And she looked at me. She goes, get out. Didn't I tell you I'll handle this? Let us be. Let us do our work. I was, the house was dark and the house was lit with candles. I ran out of there and ran back to my dorm room. I'm like, I don't know what y'all was doing, but I didn't want no parts of that. So anywho, they did what they did. That Monday morning, I'm walking down the hallway. I see this Latina girl, the one that I wouldn't let get in the car. And she said, you don't know who or what I am, but you're going to pay for it. When she saw me come down the hall, she froze like she saw, a, I don't know, like Jesus himself or something. She just froze dead in her tracks. And she looked at me with fear. Fear like I'd never seen before in her life. And I, I, I was like, what, why are you looking at me like that? And she just looked at me and she almost turned white. And she took off running down the hallway, literally at, at the college. From that moment on, this woman would never go nowhere in she would never go anywhere near me, ever. She seemed to come out of the hole, she'll turn around and go the opposite direction. She saw me going toward the laundry room, and she'll go, to, she'll go back and slam her door with it, and she'll be looking out the mirror until I'm gone. And she did that until I left the college. I never, ever interacted with her. And I asked Zena, I said, what was it that you did? And she, and, you know, she just came clean. She said, look, we knew who the person was that did it to you, and they were waiting to do it to you again. They were waiting to do it to you again. And she said, they will never come anywhere near you for what we did to them. Now, like I told you, was she the hag? She probably was some type of hag. Because 
the elders down here in South Carolina said the hag would crawl out their skin at night and just go through the woods and the air flying and stuff, looking to ride people in the night. Now, y'all probably say, well, how do you beat the hag? Well, if you come to South Carolina, you will see a light blue paint on windowsills in Charleston. They call that Hank blue or hag blue. And that colored paint is supposed to warn them off. Or if you got rolled real bad by the hag, you're supposed to throw down grains of salt by the side of your bed or lay a broom by your bed because the hag has a factuation with numbers and it loves to count numbers. And what it does, it counts every straw on the broom. And by the time that is done, it'll just keep counting them over and over. It forgets to ride you and the sun is up and they have to run back to their skin and get back in their skin. But if you put salt down, it has to count the grain of sand. Or you could lay a Bible by your nightstand or on your stomach. They only tell you not to sleep on your back because that's where that's like that's how I love to get you if you're on your back. So if you let sleep with the Bible open, it counts every letter in the Bible. <clears throat> every letter in the Bible. By that time, the sun is out. It it does not like to be count. It, it does not like to be caught outside of its skin. The hag hates to be caught outside of its skin. It has to get back in its skin before the sun comes up or it dies. Now, what I have heard from people that caught the hag, yes. I have heard from elders, they say they caught the hag because when it flew out of its skin, people had an idea who it was, they were running there, and they said its skin would be laying on the ground like rubber. And they'll put salt and pepper inside of its skin. So when it comes back in the night, they said the hag looked like a, just a giant piece of rotted flesh. That's what the body looked like of the hag. Like just raw meat. That's what his flesh looked like once he crawls out of his own skin. They say when they try to put his skin back on like a pair of pants and a shirt, the hot, the, the black pepper and the salt will burn the hag up. And once it burns it, it turns the hag into a jello mold. And I have heard other stories that sometimes the hag if you see it and it can't get in its skin, it'll transform into an animal. And they say, what animal you see in the morning time that's nearby the person's house that you think is a hag, put a tin, a giant tin pail or something around it, over it, over that animal where it can't get out. Let it set for one whole day underneath it. So when you lift it up, same thing. It's a pile of jello, like a giant, like jello mold. And they say you're supposed to take it and drop it in the river. That's right, spirit professor, to take it and drop it in the river. Now I'm going to tell y'all one more story tonight about the hag. I heard this one from my father numerous times. Now remember, I grew up in the culture. My dad told me the hag would come ride him at night. My mom, I wasn't even born yet. And he said it was coming into the house. My mother worked the night shift and it was tearing him up. Same thing, almost snatching him out of bed. He couldn't breathe. It's on top of you. It felt like it was suffocating him. And he'll curse it out and he'll get up off of him. So one night he said, I was waiting for the hag. I need to see what it looked like. And he said he was waiting for it. So one night he's laying in his bed, he's smoking his cigarette. This is back in the early 80s. I know everybody. And he said he's watching TV and he's drifting off. And then the TV went off. Because back in those days, there was no late night show. So the TV would go off. He said, all of a sudden, his house got extra black, extra dark. He knew the hag was coming. 
he could like hear the door making noise in the living room. They say he heard like footsteps coming down the hall. Do, 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 do. They say he laid there pretend he was asleep. He was waiting to catch it to see what it looked like. And he said, just before it got to the door, the steps stopped. The house was silent for like a minute. He knew it was nearby. It was watching him, making sure he was asleep. And he said, he laid there still on his back. And he said, as he cracked his eyes slightly, he see this long, sharp nose. Like a pale, long, sharp nose. He said, a long, slim hand come creeping around the side of the door. A pale, skinny-looking hand, long. And he said what he saw was the next most frightening thing. He said this hag had the biggest, piercing, bloody red eyes. He said the eyes almost lit the room up because they were so red. And he said at that time, it was coming around the, the door full blast. And he said he felt his hand, arm stitching, uh, reaching out to get ready to grab him to try to get on top of him. And he jumped up. He said, get off me, motherfucker. You ain't going to do it. He cursed. He said, get out of my house now. And he cursed. He jumped up. And he said he had the Bible in hand. He ran down the hall. He said, he said, oh, he said it moved so fast through the house, he heard the door shut. And he said, then all of a sudden, he said he looked out the house, like looked out in the street. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. So he looked out the window. And he said the whole neighborhood was covered in the thickest fog that he'd never seen in New York. He couldn't even see the neighbor house in the fog. He said whatever it was, it was wearing black, and it was fast, and it went through the door. And it opened the door. He said it like physically, like almost like a ghost or something. Like it went through the door. It was slim, tall, very tall, and black, like it covered in black garment. And it's, it was hands was pale and skinny. He said he never saw the hag again. But what he saw, he said, stayed with him. Stayed with him. Now, how do I say, how do we go ahead and protect ourselves from the hag? Sometimes you don't have to do anything wrong to somebody for someone to become the hag. It could be someone you're in love with that goes around and climb out their skin in the night and go ride people. Because that's just what they do. That's, that's who they are. That's what they do. They, they go and torment people. If you have suffered any symptoms like this, start sleeping with your Bible on your stomach or in the bed with you or at the head of your bed on a nightstand. That hag will leave you alone because it's infatuated with numbers and it has to count every letter in the Bible. You could paint your windowsill blue. You put salt and pepper down. Put that broom down by the door. It's up to you, spiritual family. Or you could call me at 803-200-2231. And we could talk more or I could come on out and observe what's going on in your area. Or you could visit me at whodolounge.net. Who do H-O-O-D-O-O lounge. .net and we could talk and discuss you fill out the contact form and we could talk more about this hat. It is very real. It's not going anywhere. And it's funny because it's known amongst like 
in black American culture. The Caribbean people say they have something similar to that, but I don't really hear them talk about that too much. It's definitely big in South Carolina and Georgia, the hag. Uh, you say the hag, people look at you like, who's the hag? But a lot of people also tell you they've been ruled by the hag. I sleep with rosaries and crosses around my neck. Matter of fact, I even have a cross tattooed on my arm. You have to protect yourself because it will drain your energy and make you weak. Spiritual family, you have to protect yourself. The hag is very, very real. Hey, look, on that note, spiritual family, we'll be back with more episodes in the future. Y'all keep tuning in to Hoodoo Lounge Radio. We have some great shows coming up. Oh, yeah, 31 days of Halloween. That's right. Make sure y'all visit hoodoolounge.net and check out our Ghost Stop Paranormal Equipment. Click on it. Get that discount. Get your paranormal equipment uh, prepared and ready for your next paranormal investigation. Use, use professional equipment like I do. Very, very professional equipment. Because you want for your investigations to go down right. On that note, spiritual family, you guys stay strong and watch out for the hag. Mm-hmm.